Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm Jesse, your DM. Cody playing Lazarus. Brennan playing Dis. Mike playing Nim. Britt playing Kenna. And we are Double Doubles and Dragons. We're a group of goofy Canadians that have gone together to play a little D&D. Uh, sometimes we will say things that are inoffensive. We mean them as jokes, of course, and they're certainly funny to us, but some people may find this offensive. If you do, we apologize, but we don't want any hate mail about it. So just don't listen, okay? Uh, let's jump right into the action. Welcome back, everybody. Quick recap of our last session. The party decided that they were going to take their double task seriously. They were going to try to steal something from a man that they've been also told to protect. They went to go meet that man after reporting to Skinner about the things that had happened through Lazarus's eye, and poor Lazarus had to vomit black material for several moments, which was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> but then they went to go meet Sir Wallace, and they realized what true discomfort really is as they found a man who keeps women chained to the walls and ceilings and cages, covers himself with clothing made only of scantily clad women, is about 600 pounds easy, and uh, just seems to be a pretty disturbing individual overall. Uh, Lazarus was assigned to... What, what did you get assigned to, Lazarus? To the back door. Right, to the back door, because of your blue hue that matches the pool so well. Nim's been told to dig a bigger jacuzzi, but can't do it right now, so he's going to stand up on the roof and is presumably supposed to shoot people that try to cross the wall. I mean, Magic Mouse is pretty good at that. That is very true. Dis has been told to just dance scantily clad in the, in the room with Sir Wallace, perhaps due to his unnatural skin tone in this area, being exotic. May, may well have been why he was chosen. And lastly, Kenna, who is very uncomfortable in this building, <laughs> has been told to go heal the, well, the whores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, we will pick back up with everybody. A first question I have, so I presume that we're going to fast forward a couple of days, let you get some intel on this place. Is there anything you would interrupt if it was happening? Or pretty much regardless of what happens, are you just going to keep your cover and let things happen however they may? Uh, what do you this mean? would be really committed to uh, barring something way out. Okay. So. Okay, that's good to know. So, like, the like, do you mean, like, somebody attempting to, like, breach the perimeter or something? Oh, no, you've been told to guard, so I presume if somebody tries to get in, you'll do your guardly duty. I mean more, if you see disturbing things, are you going to attempt to stop them, or do you just understand this is a disturbing man? Well, I think Nim understands for the purposes of this mission that we have to basically put up with whatever horrific things this guy does. Okay. And he's just going to keep mental note of, you know, if he has to burn this place down at some point. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. Lazarus and Ken, a little bit of a harder question for you. Your guys' uh, alignments aren't quite as free as Nim and Dis's. No, mine's neutral good. I know, but you don't act all that neutral. I guess so. Yeah, maybe you need to change that. <laughs> um, but in this case, I think also, again, like, I think I would be taking a mental note. And if I am seeing, like, abuse towards the women, I would just sneak to them later and heal them. Okay. If possible. And taking mental note of who, what, where. I will note for the purposes of the fact that we're on a time skip yeah. and, and things are progressing quickly, uh, the Sir Wallace has absolutely no problem whatsoever with you healing the women. So okay. you would not have to sneak away to heal them. Sure. In fact, in a couple of instances where 
some people are going to get slapped around a little bit. He encourages you to heal them afterwards. It allows them to get back to work right away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lazarus, you're the last one. Any mm-hmm. Anything on the table that you would just straight up stop? Uh, I suppose, like, the big one is if, like, was, if somebody was, like, dragged out unarmed and just, like, slaughtered in front of Lazarus, that would be, like, something he's just, like, ah. Uh. Okay. Fair enough. I don't know. But besides that, like, Lazarus still understands the intent that we're here under other... Persona. Yeah. We're here for other reasons. We're here to gather information as well. So he's probably going to try and keep himself rather quiet. Understood. So I'm going to go through a couple of things that each of you have picked up on over the last couple of days at Sir Wallace's Manor. And then we can obviously expand on those. You can look into them more detailed. I assume, is each one of you in some way trying to make your way into the kitchen to scope out this pantry? Not Lazarus. <laughs> okay, not Lazarus. Not suitable. Uh, yes. Okay, just for sure. I would also be trying to. Okay. What about Nim? Sorry. Getting into the pantry, are you at all interested in trying to sleuth your way to that area, or are you good with well, letting uh, Dis and Kenna try to angle their way there? Uh, Nim would try to find out as much as he could about the area, like, maybe just, like, earnestly, like, you know, mm-hmm. just looking for food, because we are guests of the manor, so... Of course. And you dealing know. with injured women, sometimes they need to eat after. Totally. Um, so a couple of bits of general information that you have all noticed first. The house has an almost constant string of servants and guards moving around it. It is very rare that you find yourself in a room alone or with some private time to yourself outside of the specific quarters that each one of you have been assigned. Quarters is a bit of a stretch. It looks like at some time, whoever used this manor, either previously or perhaps its current owner, uh, had some need to secure some people away. So your accommodations are more pseudo-jail in the cellar than actual rooms. That being said, they're furnished well enough, and he does seem to be trying to take care of his employees well enough. You do notice that uh, overall, the guardsmen especially, and even the house servants, seem to be at least moderately happy. Um, he does seem to go out of his way to treat them fairly well. Um, that's probably more due to paranoia than anything else, but nevertheless, it does seem to come across to you. Another thing that you notice is you have more or less free run of the house. Uh, those of you that have taken the opportunity to get into the kitchen will notice that the pantry is one of the few doors inside the building that is guarded. There are always two guards at the pantry door. Uh, the stated reason when you ask them why they're guarding the pantry is supposedly because Sir Wallace is trying to lose weight. Though you have no idea if that's true or not, because of course there's no way in hell he's getting down to that pantry by himself anyway. I'm not even sure he could fit through the kitchen door, to be completely honest with you. Is, is uh, upon, like, doing a quick exterior investigation of the door, is there any way to slip in, like, say, a mouse or something smaller? Could slip through, like, a crack or... Possibly. The door is fairly, like, well used and maintained, so there's not a huge gap under it. But there's always a possibility. Mice can squeeze into pretty small places. Okay. Um, But you can't say for sure. Uh, Next thing is a couple of events have occurred while you've been here so far of note. 
Kenna, there have been several times where you have been brought to some of the women directly who suffer from, uh, we'll call rather domestic injuries. Things like broken arms, arms twisted out of their sockets, stuff like that. Dis, you get to witness a particularly interesting set of exchanges because uh, Sir Wallace has basically kept you in his main room most of the time. Uh, he appears to admire your thin form, and uh, you do actually dance quite a bit, so your dancing is not unpalatable to him. That allows you to witness two specific events. The first is Sir Wallace complaining to a messenger that arrives your second day there that he will not be ordered around by some fresh-faced noble who's only been here a bare week. Uh. However, after time to consider before he replies, he does end up acquesting to what the messenger was supposedly demanding for this other lord. So despite his outburst, he did reply favorably afterwards. The other thing that you note is that on two separate occasions, people are brought before Sir Wallace with claims that they have been stealing from his property. In both cases, he has a member of his guard come forward and basically has the person tortured in front of him until they either die or admit that they stole something. If they admit that they stole something, he has them brought closer and crushes them with his hand. He just puts their skull in his hand and squeezes until he hears a crack. Nim, up on the, uh, for your first day, because you're up on the top, twice somebody, probably not a thief, judging from their clothing, they look more just like poor people, maybe trying to sneak some food from over the wall, are caught trying to climb over the wall. Once is by a guard who's stationed at one of the posts, and he just shoots them with an arrow once they start trying to scale the wall. Uh, they appear to die, and the body is taken away. The second one is later at night, on your first night there, when there are less guards on the wall. You are up there with another wizard. You've talked to the individual a couple of times, just polite chat, and you know that he's a lower wizard than you, but does at least appear to have some skill. And during his shift, somebody attempts to scale the wall, and without hesitation he magic missiles them enough times to kill them. Okay. If you ask about it, uh, he basically says, those are the rules. If I allow somebody to get over the wall, it's my ass. Lazarus, your actual first three days are a little different. You're guarding the back gate, and sure enough, the blue hue of your skin actually does match the pool tile quite well. And uh, it's garnered you a certain popularity amongst the women that just seem to have their only job be to swim and look pretty around the pool. So you actually have a fairly good couple of days. There's pretty women around, they're chatty, they're talking to you. You gain some interesting information through them, things like 
Um, those that are believed to be the prettiest in the house get the most privileges, and the more willing you seem to be, the less restrictions you're put under. Hmm. Those are the basic events that you guys encounter on your first, we'll call it three days. Uh, obviously there's tons of things you could have done in the in-between time, so if there's anything, especially within your first couple of days, that you want to do, feel free, we'll talk through them now. Uh, Nim would help expand his jacuzzi, I guess. Okay. And just... Much as promised. Yeah. I mean, can't you just aim shatter with a center point? So... But that can be mid-air. Yeah, so I would try my, you know, bring up shatter. Shatter's level two. Yeah. What do we decide your longer pass name is? Kanan. Uh, Kanan. Yeah. I want to spend time uh, whenever I'm dancing and people get something like on their clothes or anything <laughs> that needs to be removed. I'm just going to mention Kanan laundromat services. Just like inside. Yeah. Inside job. He yep. doesn't seem to mind. In fact, at a certain point, he begins encouraging it. He, he definitely prefers things cleaned. You you notice especially the women that he uses as clothing, he actually rotates them out about every hour. So they're um, not too sweaty? As soon as they get sweaty, he dismisses them. So he's never clothed except for by women. Correct. At least not that any of you have seen the three days that you've been here so far. Uh, his appetite is also quite healthy while you're in that room. Shocker. You're free to eat whatever you please in the room with him as well, but he definitely is scarfing down a fair amount of food. I thought he was on a diet. Well, uh, that's what the people at the door said. <laughs> uh, so yeah, anything you guys want to get a, a specific attention to? or You're pretty much free to come and go as you please as well, so if there's something you want to get accomplished outside, he doesn't really seem to be stopping you from doing that. Whatever recommendation you were given from the raspy-voiced individual appears to have carried a great deal of weight. Mm. He appears to trust you almost implicitly, which seems a little strange considering how many guards he has and his obvious level of paranoia. Which means he's very well acquainted with Blade Shadow, perhaps. Mm-hmm. It does seem to suggest that. Okay. So I looked up Shatter. It's 10-foot radius sphere. So I guess depending on the size of his... Jacuzzi? Jacuzzi. Uh, it's... So, you know how, like, you can have an Olympic-sized swimming pool, and then you can have, like, a half-Olympic-sized swimming pool? His jacuzzi is a quarter. Okay. So it's it's a pretty big it's jacuzzi. Yeah, it's, it's, a it's a big... It's like a hot Does spring. Does he ever get down there? Uh, yeah, actually. Do people have, like, the giant, like, dolly they just push him around with? No, he actually has two individuals that Nim has been on the roof with several times appear to use some sort of levitation magic to float him straight out the window of his study and out into the pool, and then back up again. Some fly magic going on? Yeah, they literally just float him out the window because he's got those huge bay windows behind him. Um, are there any animals that seem to come into the complex? Like, even birds flying over, anything like that? What are the people I see coming in and out of the back doors? You you start your day off, or your first couple days off looking for that, but 
nothing flies over this place. You haven't, like, the whole place is kept very clean, which uh, obviously doesn't help with certain things like bugs and stuff like that, you finding any. But you also notice, especially on your second day, you find some time to be outside. And there are birds fly within the stronghold, although they're a bit of a weird breed, but still they're there. They directly avoid flying over the building. It's it's cleanly avoided. You actually see two birds change trajectory in midair to avoid flying over. There's a lot of birds shot over that building. <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, Lazarus, the people coming and going from the back entrance basically seem to be what one would assume is kind of involved in having a less than upstanding nobleman. You've watched fresh women come through the door, clothed and robed and hidden. You've noticed uh, individuals that seem of a more shadowy nature, the type of people that come in with eye patches and just, you know, interesting clothing and just seem a little shady. You also notice several people in very fine dress, but are still snuck in through the back. Though, for what purpose, you're not sure. And they leave fairly quickly as well. They don't stay long. All in all, there's actually a fair amount of activity out of that back entrance. Uh, I want to try to kind of go around and Communicate with the guards in as down low a way as possible in any of my free time that I'm not uh, blowing everybody's minds with my dance. Fair. Um, and I'm going to try to see if anybody else has been recruited by the Shadow's Blade that are here, not just us. Okay. How do you subtly inquire about that? Uh, just basically asking about to place them there and if they'd ever heard of the Mercenary Guard. Okay. Fair. Uh, so, and then just looking for anybody who seems like they know more than they're letting on when the, the guards mentioned, the mercenary guards. Sure. Uh, give me a persuasion roll. How persuasive. 21. Okay. You get a fair amount of time to talk to the guards, um, just because, again, you are kind of free to come and go as you like. Several of the guards have heard of the mer the mercenary group, mm. but none know of anybody else in the building that was sent specifically by them. Okay. At least not that are currently in the building. Or uh, currently under the employ, I should say. But it definitely does seem to be a thing people are vaguely aware of. Um, as I mentioned before as well, uh, you do at least seem to get some general understanding of why guards are needed. In the first three days you're there alone, the wall's been attempted to be bridged twice, and the back gate has been attempted to be snuck through several times. By who? Uh, the first two people that tried to sneak in appeared to be older women, like I think grandmother-aged, um, but they were caught almost immediately and removed. Um, for their daughters or granddaughters and stuff. Possibly. Uh, other people, there was a fancy-dressed individual that kind of looked like he maybe belonged with some of the more noble types that you've seen snuck through the back entrance. But nevertheless, the guards specifically running the back gate appeared to have a, a notice 
for that individual, caught them at the door and indicated they were no longer welcome. I want to, uh, so, so some of the time I'm actually employed and I have a chance to ask around mm-hmm. as to any of the women that I have a uh, better rapport with. Mm-hmm. I want to see if they've seen any sign of Mary okay. through the place. Um, some of the girls talk to you. At first, not at all, but as you're kind of instructed to dance with more of them for his amusement, you just end up getting time to talk, and they, they trust you a little bit more each day just because you've been around and that sort of thing. Uh, none of them recognize a girl of the age you're looking for. They One of them specifically indicates that Sir Wallace doesn't really go below a certain age, um, though they have heard rumors other nobles within the stronghold do, um, but just not him. His limit seems to be somewhere around 15. Um, I also, like, as I'm healing the girls, I want to, like, be building a relationship with them. And sure. Just, like, talking to them about their lives here. Okay. Like, how uh, they ended up there and such. Roll persuasion and a luck roll. And I, wait, can I get some help on that? My reason for her gaining help, even though we're not really, mm-hmm. like, close to each other in this place, is that I would be, um, any of the women that are treated worse or get injured around where I am, I'll be... Go to me. Yeah, telling them kind of on the down low that Kenna can help out quite a bit. Maybe not even, like, that quietly. Okay. I don't think. No, That's he, kind of what she's I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't seem to mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Kenna not a problem. Right yeah, you can do... Uh, with the persuasion, not with the luck. To advantage on persuasion. Mm-hmm. That helped. That's a ten. Okay. <laughs> What's that? It's a one. And a one for luck. Okay. So, whereas Dis is making a small amount of ground with the women, Kenna is almost completely stonewalled. They appreciate your healing, and they're thankful enough. But you definitely get the impression that for some of the uglier women, you definitely represent... Competition. Somebody's just a little too intimidating, and and they just they're not sure if they can trust you. And for some of the prettier women, almost the exact opposite is true. You're a danger to their higher place in the house, and they don't really seem to like that. I feel like this twenty out of twenty gets me nothing good. <laughs> it's back trinkets. <laughs> Made by many people. Ouch. Yeah, they're very appreciative, but they're very guarded around you. <laughs> Stupid dice. Um, has anybody tried to do direct sleuthing in the kitchen yet? Anybody trying to investigate the door or anything like that yet? How flirty are the are the guards around here? Or they, they all see a lot fair. of they see a lot of naked women. Here. I know they it's, do, but I'm a fully clothed woman who would be subtly flirting. It's it's kind of a it's kind of a cross. Okay. Lazarus has a point. Yeah. They do see a lot of pretty women, so it's not like that's a strange thing for them. The other thing definitely seems to be while it is tolerated to talk to the women. Somebody viewed as being overly flirtatious with one of the women, Sir Wallace takes as a very direct challenge to his authority. Mm. It has not gone well for a couple of people Dis has had to watch. All right. Two of them have had their 
implement they would have loved to use removed. I've seen some shit. Yeah, it's only been two days. <laughs> it, it does seem like a fairly regular activity. All right. So Dis is in the hot spot for info. I'm spoken for. Sasha. <laughs> that girl that right yep. I forgot the about one who Sasha. touched his slong while healing him she was very impressed <laughs> <laughs> so is Sir Wallace <laughs> oh my how scantily clad is distressed um, from the first day to the second day it, it honestly day. Lazarus is definitely keying into it yeah. here every day Sir Wallace is taking away a little more clothing in the We'll call them outfits he has decided Dis needs to wear. Dis doesn't mind at all. Well, obviously, you wore hot pants for however long. Yeah, shit, he'd walk around naked if it was socially acceptable. I mean, yeah. I, I mean you work here for three weeks, pants. just wait. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Helicopter dance. Uh, let's see. <laughs> o- outside of that, it's kind of the usual stuff. Uh, Sir Wallace does a lot of inappropriate touching. Men and women. Obviously. So when you come to him for assignments and that kind of stuff, uh, he may rub you, he may tussle your hair, he may slap your bottom. It really doesn't matter who you are. Does he have, like, a certain thing with each person? Like, does he, like, when Lazarus is talking to him, does he always, like, grab his butt or something? Or does it just depend on his mood and it changes? It seems to depend on his mood. Um, especially if he's cranky, he may do nothing at all and just be in a very foul mood. Okay. (sighs) How often is he cranky? Mm, usually at least once or twice a day. What does he usually get cranky about? Depending on the visitors that he gets, that definitely seems to... When it's just him alone in his little private, you know, fiefdom he's created for himself, he seems more or less happy. But uh, a lot of times when he gets messengers, that may be the thing that sets him off. He does also get very perturbed whenever he hears that somebody has attempted to infiltrate uh, his little palace. Uh, that tends to get him pretty cranky. Until he hears about how they suffer, then he seems to perk up. I want to try to eavesdrop as much as I can on the um, messengers. Okay. Uh, what sort of things in general? I mean, obviously you can listen to pretty much everything. Based but is there anything you're curious about particularly? The things that are pissing him off. I okay. Want to get like a better sense of what generally sets him off. All right. Uh, do a history check. See how well you're remembering the things that you need to hold on to. Oh, almost not real nine. Okay. I mean, it's not like it's bad. It's more just, he gets a lot of messengers, and there's a lot of, for your first two days especially, it was really boring. Like, you were kind of like, geez, like, all he ever gets is just this mundane crap, like, where are we getting apples from this season, and are they round enough, are they fresh enough, little things like that. However... By your third day, you start to kind of pick up on that not all of that mundane stuff is all that mundane. Mm. He hears about a shipment of mincemeat pies that will be delayed and flips his shit hard enough to kill the guy that brought the message to him. Which seems a little out of place for the message that was delivered. He then spends the next two hours ranting about it and then sends out four guards to, quote, secure the bakery. Mm. Um, and all of a sudden it seems like maybe not all of that was as boring as it sounded. I want to try to link up how many of these messengers, like mincemeat pies, were delayed, 
or relating to women coming into the complex? Oh, oh well, actually, if we were able to talk in between the days... and like, You certainly can. So then we could probably collab into what trying, me, Lazarus trying to remember, like, different, like, m- like, I suppose quantities and numbers of peepers or objects moving out and see if we can, like, correlate between what Wallace is talking about. Absolutely. And- I, I freely assume you guys are collabing on the information that you've gathered. Um, the ones that particularly piss him off don't really seem to have any direct relation to the girls. Um, they seem to be related to something else. Several of the times when he's gotten heavily perturbed, there was plenty of girls brought in that day. Um... It definitely seems to be related to something else. He he also mentions an upstart noble several times, mm. though you're not sure if the mincemeat pie issue is directly correlated to him, and there's other things he gets upset about as well. But they're all very mundane. He got very perturbed about somebody mentioning that his carpet delivery was going to be delayed, but then you kind of thought about it later that night with Nim and Kenna back in you know where you could kind of group up together and you realize there's no rugs on his property, it's all hardwood. So, you know, why would rug delivery be a huge deal if he doesn't have any? Stuff like that. There's definitely, by the end of your, we'll say, the fourth day, you're definitely convinced that he's doing a lot of shady shit out of his building. Mm. But it's hard to nail down what, as most things seem to be in code. I also want to see if there's any thieves can't on the inside of the walls at any part. Okay. And uh, so I'd be looking for places that aren't as well traveled or... Certainly. Um, or in the kitchen. Uh, do an investigation roll. 18. Okay. Uh, you spend probably a good portion of your fifth day walking around and just trying to, but inside there's nothing. Now, whether that means that people can't get in, or they're just smart enough not to mark anything once they're in here, you can't say for sure. Uh, Nim, have you Arcana checked in here at all? Or have you Detect magic in here at all? Uh, yeah, I would do it kind of super casual. Discreetly? Discreetly. <laughs> super casual, discreet. Okay. Um, there's, there's certain things that, like, you can see when you detect magic. Um... Every door and window is warded in some way or another. Okay. Uh, and there is also a fairly strong enchantment woven on the top of the walls. But that's about it. What about the pantry door? Uh, the pantry door didn't seem to be enchanted in any way. Um, which is a little strange since almost every other door is enchanted. Uh, barring the second floor bathroom... And the doors for the crew quarters in the basement. Does anyone go into the pantry with these? Uh, There are several maids that are allowed into the pantry, but when the pantry door is open, one guard goes in with them, one guard stays out, and the door is closed during that. And then on the way back out, the guard comes out with them, and both guards individually inventory what the maid took out. What, uh, those are, oh, I was going to say, what's commonly taken in and out of the pantry? Uh, you haven't really gotten a good view at the inside of the pantry, but given the wide variety of materials that come out, it seems like it must be pretty big in there. Like, everything from fruit, dry stock, meat, like, there's there's a lot of stuff in there. I mean, he's got a healthy appetite, so it seems like the pantry gets a fair amount of traffic. 
Uh, but it's always the same three maids, uh, and they're all naked when they go in. There's no clothing allowed in the pantry. Um, Is that the guards, too? Uh, no, the guards are clothed. The guards are allowed to go in and out clothes. Are they uh, specific guards that are used every time for this? They're the same two guards regardless of the time of day. Cool. Uh, you've never seen them leave. Have I seen those guards do anything else other than leave? Just the door. Excellent. Just the door. Or they hide owls like I thought. Yeah. I mean, you can probably tell them. They, can they are definitely elves. More interesting, they are not wood elves, they are high elves. Uh-huh. Mm, I didn't ask what they were all. <laughs> <laughs> Damn weed elves. <laughs> um, that's the wood elves, let's be honest. Probably. <laughs> the high elves are on, like, mushrooms. <laughs> Yeah, they're or doing meth. drops of acid. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's doing acid drops. Nice. Um, based on the layout of the house, would there be any other entrance to the pantry, or is it just the one entrance? It doesn't seem like there's any other entrance. That being said, the pantry is set into the kitchen, which is in the back, uh, back left section of the main building before the wings. And there are other floors, like, above it. So, like, conceivably there must be floors, uh, you know, rooms above it and that sort of stuff. But nothing that seems like an entrance. But it's definitely, like, it's not separated from the rest of the building in any way. Not that you can tell from the outside, anyway. Okay. Is there any way to access the rooms, like, above or below it or around it kind of thing? Yeah, as long as you have a good reason to be there, you're pretty much allowed to go wherever you want. Uh... Yeah, Nim will just kind of, he'll, like, cast, like, detect magic on himself. Mm-hmm. And just be like, oh, I'm just doing, uh, I thought I detected some divination magic in here. I'm just, uh, making sure no one's spying on the inside of this house. I, I know there's a pretty heavily enchanted thing, but I think some high-level wizards are maybe trying to investigate the inside of the house. By all means, then. I'd hate to think they were spying on me in my private time. Alright, so... Yeah, and you're given, every once in a while, a guard will stop you. Like, they seem to understand that you're detecting magic, but you have approval to do so, and they allow you to. Okay. Uh, the room directly above the pantry appears to be some sort of spare bedroom. Uh, it doesn't seem to see as much use, just based on, it's very clean in there, but you notice there's not a lot of traffic going in and out. It mostly seems to be used for whenever somebody specifically from Sir Wallace's study needs to rest in the middle of the day. So, like, if a girl is particularly exhausted from dancing and he decides they're worthy of a nap, that seems to be where they're sent. So it's (coughs) haphazardly used. Haphazardly used when it's needed. Okay. Uh, Can I do... An investigation of the room. Sure. See if there's any, like, weaknesses to the floorboards, any, like, big shelving units that could, like, potentially have, like, cracks in the floor behind them or things like that. Uh, it's a fair... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, 20. Okay, 20. 
It's a fairly well-furnished room, so there are certainly, like, there's a fairly large bed, there's a big dresser, or stuff like that. There's larger implements that may either disguise or or be used, could be used to disguise faults. Um, though nothing you see directly uh, appears to be weakened. You take a little bit of time to examine the floor. The floor is made of more or less the same hardwood that the rest of the building has been made out of. You're not sure what lies under it. You'd have to get pretty invasive to get underneath it. Um, like, say... I guess it doesn't. There's certainly nothing stopping you from getting invasive with it. Like, if you wanted to, for example, you could move a dresser, do something behind it, move the dresser back on top of it. Um, it would just require some effort and maybe more than one of you. Um, not necessarily. Uh, what if I was to use enlarge reduce to, like, reduce a dresser? Reduce the dresser? Or if you reduce the floorboard. Yeah, I could try reducing a floorboard as well, yeah. There we go. Certainly, yeah. Yeah, I'll just end, like, one of the times where I'm, like, less watched and, like, more confident that there'll be, like, a few minutes without anyone kind of being in there. Okay. Under a... Are you reducing a floorboard, like, under a dresser, under the bed? Uh, where, well, where it, are you kind it of only lasts a minute, so I think it would be kind of somewhere where it wouldn't interfere with any furniture, like, falling through it. But okay. maybe somewhere more, like, under the bed. Sure. Like, I don't know which way they run, but, like, something where, like, I could cover it up easily. And I guess it's a concentration spell, so I can dispel it if I hear anyone coming, so. Absolutely. So, you crawl up under the bed, or kind of stick your head under there, like, maybe you're investigating something. Yeah. And you say whatever you want to say to cast Reduce. Magical Reduction! One of the large floorboards begins to kind of uh, 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 as it's like shrinking down and kind of stretching away from the rest of the wood. Uh, there's a small popping sound as it kind of separates from the two other boards around it as it continues to shrink. And through that gap that is created, you can see that there's the top level of hardwood, and that's just been put right on top of a set of, um, what do you call them, like boards. Crossbeams? Yeah, crossbeams underneath it. And through that gap, you can see uh, another set of wood underneath that may either belong to a ceiling or some other sort of subfloor. You're not sure. Hmm. But there is a gap in there. The The crossbeams are about, we'll say about a foot and a half apart. Um, so there is kind of a gap in there between those sets of wood of maybe about a foot. But there is some kind of roof on the other side that's... Correct. So, something down there, yeah. So I, I can't see into the pantry, but... Correct. Okay. But you figured out, I suppose, what the floor and stuff looks like. So there's no, like, cement or, like, any kind of real barrier. It's just... doesn't seem like wood. it. Uh, um, in fact, overall, with your investigation that all of you have been doing, that is a kind of common trend that you've picked up on. The building looks really nice, but the closer you examine it, the more you realize some of its construction elements may have been a little on the shoddy side. I mean, certainly if this was a real keep, 
manor type thing. It may very well have been made entirely of stone, like a lot of the other buildings in the Stronghold are. But this building seems to have been put together with wood, maybe to make it cheaper to build it bigger. What this also means is that Nim can shrink-reduce the top board, move it aside, put a ton of mouse in there, release concentration on the other board, and then shrink the board underneath her, and she can go down through. Potentially, yeah. But we don't. Because I have to hold concentration, we won't know if there's any magic protecting the inside of the pantry. Uh, well, I mean, you kind of have to detect them as best you can. Detect through the floorboard? Could you do that? Detect concentration. I'm pretty sure detect magic is concentration. While Nim's looking that up, is there anything else the rest of you are taking a look at? Uh, Do I get to dance with any of the pantry girls? They're servants rather than um, decoration. They're certainly not homely by any stretch, but just compared to the ones that he does keep around, it's not, not the same. They're even allowed to wear clothes when they're out and about. Detect magic is concentration. So Lazarus only been at the back door for the most part? No, you've been rotated around. Um, You're big, burly, and intimidating looking, so he's basically had you on the exterior wall for most of your time here so far. That means more people are going to see Lazarus working for this plant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. That being said, it's not like there's a huge volume of traffic that goes by this guy's place. He, uh, a, a certain amount of solitude has been enforced through maybe more reputation than anything else. How often is he getting shipments of women? Uh, it's usually at least a new girl every two days, if not more. And does he seem to have a type? Pretty is pretty much the only specific requirement. Uh, Hair color, size, race, all seem to be more or less interchangeable. There are some things that he definitely doesn't have. You have yet to see a dragonborn female. um, And no gnomes. Drow female? Uh, No drow females either. You're not sure if that's intentional or just lack of available stock. Have you seen a drow female? (laughs) (laughs) So here we are. (laughs) So it's mostly humans and... Humans, half-elves, wood elves. Um, There there are a couple of halflings working, but uh, mostly in the kitchen cooking. Is anybody trying to get in particularly good with him? I think that's what this is doing. Yes. <laughs> in, in what way specifically? Like, are you trying to buddy-buddy him? Or are you trying to be a uh, possible possible sexual conquest? Um, what I are you aiming for? I want to be something that... Or I want to try to get to a position where I'm relied on to do a bunch of shit. If, like, things... Like, basically, I can do things... Or I'm trusted to do things that he may not trust other people to do. In cases okay. where... There may be maids that go into certain places on a very strict rotation that I may become a part of if they one of them is not available to you. So maybe you're you're trying to be the guy that's there for what he needs, but maybe you're specifically aiming for, hey, you feeling like a midnight snack? I could maybe go get it for you. Yeah, basically. Trying to <laughs> be that guy who sits at the side and is just like, wait, I got gotcha. you. Okay. I need two things. 
I need a deception roll for how well, because I, I gather you don't actually like this individual, so it's it's mostly a lie. Uh, and the second is, I do want a brief example of maybe how you talk to him to try to garner his trust. Things you're saying to him or things you're offering, that sort of stuff. Um, wait, can I get advantage then on the deception if I... If, if it's good enough. enough reason? Okay. Um, if you're being bro enough. So an example of a conversation. I would wait until... How long does he stay up? Um, He tends to sleep around midnight and get up somewhere around 11. Is there any lack of people available for something he requires, maybe closer to when he goes to sleep? You've never been to where he sleeps. Mm. Um, when it's time for him to retire, he's levitated from the study on the second floor up to his large bedroom on the third floor. Um, and as far as you know, like you've never been invited there, and none of the girls you've gotten to talk to have been there. I will wait until there's a messenger that comes in that pisses him off in some way, and you can I can tell based on the experience of being around him that he's starting it's, to get mad. It's not that subtle when he's mad. I want to pick up like some like I'm sure there's like some sort of subtle like just a twitch or something in his eye just before he's about to go off. Okay, fair enough. So you're trying, to, you're trying to preempt the explosion. And I want to start noticing at that moment and be like, I can deal with this guy if you need me to. Or deal with this person. And okay. I'm just going to slowly move around like that, and I will not flinch away from something he does, but I will pick messengers that look pretty shady to begin with, so I don't feel too morally conflicted about <laughs> dealing with it. Okay. All right. Uh, give me your deception roll. With a bit? Uh, we'll leave it without, but I've adjusted the difficulty. Okay. Uh, 20, 20. Okay. Your seventh day there, the end of your first week. It's about 10 p.m., and a messenger comes in, big curly mustache. You've seen him come in a couple of times with girls, mm -hmm. so you know at the very least... He gets women for this guy. He comes in and he makes a, a, a report, something to do with there not being enough glue available for one of his art projects. And you can see the anger building. He's getting that twitch above his right eye. He's opening and closing one hand. And several of the girls that are on him at the time have all started to kind of like shimmy as far away from his face as they can. While I'm doing this, I want to um, place myself uh, kind of... I want to not make it obvious that I'm placing myself. I want to try to place myself between him and the women. Okay. In a way to make sure that whatever I'm about to do next doesn't freak them out too much as well. It shows okay. I'm kind of like trying to protect them from him. At okay. Which is what I'm trying to do. Well, well, I'm not sure how effective it is, but I, it, certainly that's what you try to project all at once. Yeah, as I'm trying to talk to him. Yeah. So he finishes, the messenger sort of finishes, it's going to be delayed at least a week, if if not maybe a little more. Do I have my weapons on me? Uh, they haven't asked you to remove them. So you just said that, and I can see him freaking out right now. He's getting starting, there. He's freaking. working up. Is there any other guards around that would normally... He's always got at least four in the room with him, but he hasn't called for any of them, so they're in the corners of the room where he usually prefers to keep them. Okay. Um, 
What what is his stance on people talking out of turn around him? Depends on how worthwhile he feels the interruption is. Okay. He's not opposed to people interjecting with an idea, but if it's a bad idea, you better be ready to pay for it. Okay. And uh, the level of anger I'm seeing start from him, is this more like murderous rage or more like... Hard to say exactly, but the girls look pretty terrified. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to... How does he feel about weapons in his presence being drawn? Uh, you don't know. You haven't drawn a weapon in his presence, and none of the other guards have either. Not when they torture people, it's almost exclusively done with their bare hands. Okay. Um, where am I standing in relation to him? Uh, Into, to the to... right now, kind of near his feet. Okay, to Wallace. Um, I want to get up and go behind this mercenary. Okay, just give him a sleep hole. That's all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look. I'm not gonna look anywhere else other than directly at Wallace. Okay. Let's go. How do you want me to deal with this? He takes a big, heavy breath in and back out. Just sort of. I grow so weary of people not being able to follow simple tasks. What should I do to prove to people I should be taken seriously, Dis? Well, those with an iron fist are always taken seriously. I do have a fairly meaty hand. Very well. Bring him closer to me. I'll bring him forward, and then I will kick his legs out in front of him, and then I'll just take a step back, keep my hands on this guy's shoulders. He leans over just a little bit towards this guy, and he gets right in that eye contact. You were told to keep things on schedule. It is not your first delay. It seems you need to be taught to focus. And he reaches out with his hand, and he grabs the guy's nose. Like this. And he just holds it there for a moment, and he goes, Dis! Would you be a deer and pull as hard as you can? Got your nose. How hard do you pull? God damn it. Um, I pull hard. I pull as hard as I can. Like, like as hard as you possibly can? I'm trying to get into his favor for this, so I'm trying to do what he says. Okay. Uh, he's got him in a good position. The guy's got him in a nose hold. Uh, give me an athletics roll. Now he rolls the net. 14. Which is funny. <laughs> yeah, net 20. Okay, 14. So you start to you start to pull, and the guy begins screaming. Um as I mean as loud as he can with this dude's big hand in his face. Uh and you kind of get you're away and you're leaning kind of off the stairs that lead up to where his little lounge couch is. But uh it, it's just making him scream. And Wallace kind of looks at you and he goes, I'm going to need harder. I, uh, I redouble my effort. Go ahead. Cut. Is there any way you're attempting to, like, give yourself more leverage? <laughs> Put your knee in his back. Uh, my own sheer will at my dice. Okay. <laughs> A 21. Okay. 
So you're, you give him the nod, the, the yes sir nod, and you kind of plant your feet on the stairs and you give that pull. And almost immediately there's a drop of resistance and you just kind of tumble backwards. You're pretty dexterous, so you're fine. It's only like two stairs. But as you pull away, there's a sloshing sound and you just get slicked with blood as the nose stayed but the rest of him didn't. I want to, while he's on the ground, screaming. He's also, like, rolling and kicking quite a bit. You're kind of fighting to restrain him. I want to, like, push him on the ground really quick and say loud enough to him, be like, Don't screw with Sir Wallace. Wallace kind of drops the nose and kind of brushes off his hand. Then he goes... Bring me the large-breasted woman you travel with. It appears we have someone in need of healing. I'll go the regular way to grab Kenneth. Okay. Oh. And while I'm bringing Kenna to him in, like, a quieter area on the way, I'm going to tell her what happened. Okay. You kind of prep Kenna for what she's about to see, because judging by her reactions that I've been watching, I'm, I'm sure it's not going to be pleasant. I'm sure we've heard descriptions of everything that's happened in there anyways for mm-hmm. the rest of the days. So we're not even all surprised now. His nose is, like, gone. Hold off. This oh, isn't going to be pretty. I can reattach that. I don't think reattaching it is what he wants. I know. Just heals. Just give him the Voldemort treatment. <laughs> Alright, so you come along, presumably? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I at some point in this, I'm gonna try to clean off really quick. If it's asking Pen or asking Nim, because I know he likes clean appearances and all that, so let's get the blood off. Fair, fair. Um, I'm not sure if Nim is exactly around, but chances are he's somewhere. I don't. That's actually a good question. Are any of you leaving each other alone in this place, or are you all trying to be there together, or at least when there's several of you on hand? Because you don't have your rings for contact either. Hmm. I suppose at the most part we're probably under like a commitment to not talk about things happening there while we're there and only just regroup afterwards. So are you regrouping every night outside somewhere? I would think. Well, and Nim and Kenna have to leave every once in a while to... Check on the store. And he's very accepting of that. He seems to be a fan of your establishment. I mean, depending on the arrangement, I'm sure we even take clothes with us from the... Yeah. Probably. The little bit of clothing that is on the That that they're allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no problem. The only reason I ask is because if you're meeting up on a fairly regular basis, I assume you've kind of shared... A, your schedules, and B, kind of where you expect to be most of the day, so yeah. that you're semi-easy for each other to find. I suppose uh, if there's anything people want Lazarus to be looking for while he's mostly on the outside of the building, because you can mention it. Yeah, you do have a slightly different view than a lot of them are getting. I don't know if there's anything out there we could... Me and Dust tried to line up the, the complaints of the materials from Mr. Wallace's office to a but I don't know if there's any ideas other people have. Uh, I guess Nim tries to keep, like, record of, like, the code that Wallace has been using. Okay. See if there's any Oh, I suppose since I'm outside, I'd also be uh, very intently familiarizing myself with whatever subtle, like, 
gestural communication or anything else they have so that Lazarus can, like, I guess, like, take part of the exterior guard when he needs to and stuff? Certainly, yeah, they definitely do seem to have kind of hand signals set up for various communication across, because they're about ten feet away and they don't necessarily want to scream to each other all the time, so they definitely do have a signaling system where they can pass signals down and up the wall. Um, it's definitely something they have, so you can spend some time learning it for sure. I mean, I'm sure they would want you to learn it anyway, so yeah, that sounds it. that sounds fine. Uh, in the meantime, then, I guess, um, since you guys would know where you are, Nim patches up you up fairly quickly with some cleaning, and Kenna, you're taken back into the into the room with Wallace. When the two of you arrive, the individual that was, you know, had his nose ripped off is still writhing around the floor in agony. Wallace has semi-sat up on his couch, more than you've seen him do. Anyway, he's kind of propped himself up on one hand. Uh, and you notice that for the time being, the three women that he had on him have moved off to the side and are just kind of standing off to the side. Uh, I guess when I go in and or show Kenna in, I'll just go move back with the women, which I assume is randomly around where I stand. Yeah. Normally in here, so I'll just take a normal position. When you arrive, Wallace points to you, Kenny, and he goes, I'd like you to patch up his nose as best you can, but don't worry about it looking good. He was fairly ugly to begin with. I can do that. Very well. In the meantime, Dis, I had a rather ticklish subject matter to discuss with you, if you wouldn't mind approaching. I approach. A little closer. <laughs> Closer, Dis, please. Uh, get closer, closer. As you get close, Dis, am I given to be incorrect that you have had practice disposing of things? You're a very astute man. That'd be correct. You're very. Uh, I lost my voice completely. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this Stop new, even-keeled, not-Batman-y fellow? <laughs> as soon as blood was in the picture, he changed. I have had some experience. Very well. This, when your friend is done patching up his nose, I would like very much for you to take him to one of the buildings just across the way from my wall. You'll find most of them quite empty. And do me a favor and... Bury him in the basement, if you would be so kind. After that, I'm going to send you on a little field trip to take care of a project he was supposed to take care of. Oh, of course, you can trust God. me. Let us hope I can, Dis. I'd hate to have to put you in a basement. I dislike that, too. Well, I'll get to my, my work. I'm gonna roll a dexterity save. Um, 19. Okay. As you're about to leave, he reaches out to cup your, um, shall we say, clackers. And, uh, you definitely just kind of turn just enough that he gets cheek instead of balls. And he gives them a firm squeeze and he goes, don't disappoint me, Dis. I see a bright future for you. I just nod and step away. Okay. 
Uh, Kenna, have you healed the man at least? I would with attempt some to like of... put the nose back on him and try to heal. I'd like you know like take up the yeah. Yeah, you you can give it a try. I think usually limb restoration is supposed yeah. to be for like the like heal and like greater restoration and that kind of stuff. Uh, that being said, you can try and it'll probably not go super well. I but will try the lesser resto with... paired with a big heal yeah. sort of idea. See what happens. It's probably about maybe 30% effective. It'll it'll be there. It's not going to function very well and, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, but he's at least stopped screaming in complete agony for the time being. Yeah. Um... Anything else nice I can do for this guy? Not really. He's okay. about to be murdered. <laughs> she doesn't know that, though. He I whispered it to, to Dis. Um... <laughs> Okay. In that case, then, once your healing appears to be done, he just casually dismisses you with a wave of his hand, and to Dis, he says, Very well, Dis, you know where to take off, friend. Take care of it for me, would you? Of course, I grab him, and I moonwalk out of the room. And I moonwalk out of the room. That's an impressive feat of strength. <laughs> I mean, this is a dexterous man. <laughs> and and he really did dance for almost the first year of our campaign. It's true. <laughs> he did indeed. Okay. All leading up to this moment. All leading up to this moment. Just to pour himself out to a fat noble and take over his stuff. <laughs> okay, so... As you take the guy out, um, are you taking him out the front entrance to the back entrance? Uh, through my conversations with Lazarus, mm -hmm. any of the guards I've seen, or not guards, but the messengers I've seen disposed of, which way have they usually gone? Almost exclusively out the back. Then I will go from the back. Okay. You take the individual and you're kind of pulling him along, and he has begun blubbering incoherently. The man is absolutely positive he's about to die. I want to get close to him and whisper into his ear. And just go, if you don't stop that crying now, you're not going to make it out of this alive. He sort of raises an eyebrow, but, like, he's just pouring tears, and he is stifling them back as best he can. You get a quick little... Okay. I'll continue on. And if he starts again, I'm just going to fucking nail him in the face. Okay. It doesn't prove necessary. You've given him a ray of hope. Uh, you get to the back gate. Uh, as luck would have it, Lazarus is on duty. He sees you approach with a man with a heavily bruised and disfigured face who is crying, and you're just kind of dragging him by his, you know, cloak. <laughs> just a casual wave. <laughs> busy day. That, uh, really busy. Lazarus opens the gate, and off you go. <laughs> I mean, I didn't necessarily expect anything more no, than that. No, but like, there's definitely going to be, like, a look that this saw on Lazarus' face. Like, so watch this ship. I'm I sure. I just thought of, like, John Wick 2, where it's, you working tonight, John? Yeah, that seems, that's about how that goes down, I feel like. Uh, okay, you walk across to, as just as he said, just one of the buildings across from the road, and yeah, you open the door, and it's completely empty inside. What type of floor? Uh, there's no floor. It's just empty basement. 
Empty basement. It, it's an empty building. Like, it doesn't even have the floors. It so just it's has just some bracing to, to hold it up. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like the room you were thrown into. Is there any bodies in the pit? A few. Uh, none alive. Uh, how close is this, and how well was it? How well supervised did it seem? Uh, it's directly across from the wall, so in theory, it can be seen at all times from the people on the wall. What is it made of? The uh, it's it's a it's a stone facade, and then inside, there's just some wooden beams kind of propping everything up because it doesn't have like the usual internal structure that would keep a building like this up. But it's only a single story with the basement, so it's not like it's a huge building. As uh, as you get inside, and obviously there's this pit, the individual that you're, you know, carting along with you begins to sniffle up again. He's just kind of, oh god, this is it, isn't it? I'm gonna die! Maybe. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna shut the door, and then I'm gonna take him down into the pit. Okay, and there I is a ladder. I want to look at the, how far down is this pit, or how deep mm, is it? It's about seven feet. Seven feet. Mm-hmm. And if I took the ladder out, is it possible to scrabble up the walls for a regular person? Doubtful. The The walls themselves aren't dirt, they're stone. Slick stone. You said bury them in here, didn't you? Yes, he did. The people, the bottom of the basement is dirt, and the bodies you see in there are almost universally partially buried. All right. Like, do I have a shovel? <laughs> I don't know. The party kind of had a thing about shovels. <laughs> that was the last part. I want to look around. Is there a shovel? Uh, down in the basement, there is actually a small pile in the corner of various digging implements. Like, go grab that shovel and dig your grave. No, please! <laughs> and of course, because his nose is half off, it's just snot, and it's bad. I take out my sword, and I say it again. <laughs> oh, oh god! Oh god! And just starts, like, walking over to the shovel. And while he's digging this mm-hmm. out, I want to give him, like, instructions that kind of leave him enough room to actually maneuver his way out of there. Okay. But without him really noticing. Like, just kind of, I want to get so more room. shallow grave. Basically, like, where he would be half in, like, the other people, except I want to give him some sort of purchase with his feet so he could push himself out. Okay. Um, so basically, when he's digging down, just be like, no, dig, dig into there. What are you doing? Stuff okay, like fair enough. You guide his digging effort. The entire time, he's like, I have a family. And just constant crying. And, and then... Uh, yeah, I want to wait until he's done. I'll let him go through with all this. I'll guide him okay. to it. But once he's finally done, I just want to be like, get into the hole. He kind of, like, there's that moment where he seems like like maybe this is his shot to try to get out. You see him kind of stand up a little straight. I like kind of twirl my the weapon a little bit. He starts getting down into the hole. And I, while he's down into the hole, I'm going to fill in the spots. Okay. I'm going to get really close to him. I go, here, if you want to live, listen closely. You're going to have to wait here for as long as you can handle it, at least a week. Figure out a way to live 
I'll see if we can leave. Or I'll leave a water skin or something. You do have water skins on you. I will leave a full water skin, like, kind of buried with him. That's the water to survive. After the seven days are up, take that equipment. Dig your way out of this through the other side so you don't get caught and run. Don't ever let anybody know it was me who did this or I will find you. I want to get close with the blade and, like, leave a line across his neck. Almost. I want to make sure he knows I'm serious about chasing him down. Okay. If he does this. Fair. The entire time, he started kind of like, Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Shut up. If anybody else gets put in here, you're acting dead. Don't question it. Don't make a noise or they will end you. Okay. Okay. I now. think I can do it. Next thing, what is this business you were trying to run? What pissed him off so much? Please. I mean, he's already thinking I'm dead. Cutting into like, I'll just cut into him a little bit. Roll intimidation. Uh, with advantage. I mean, knife blade to the throat's pretty intimidating. Uh, sorry, I'm rolling intimidation. Yes. That would be 17. Okay. He just kind of immediately, oh god, okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> just immediately crumbles. <laughs> He goes, okay, 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 so, so, like, I'm working on this, this project for him, right? It's this, it's this huge drawing we're supposed to be doing in in the basement of this building. It's, I, I What building? Oh my god, it's it's the one we burned. It's, it's like, it's over, and he's like, you can see him, like, trying to remember the address, but he's blubbering, and he's like, he's like, it's it's over, you know, it's this building, and he, he kind of describes one that's maybe about 30 minutes away, in an area you guys have kind of walked before, it's not too secluded, and he just kind of, look, I don't know, man, we're just, we're drawing these weird things on the floor, like, like, triangles, and then mm. circles, and, man, I don't know, I'm just doing what I'm told. Um, did I get enough information from him for a good idea of what building this is? Absolutely. He gives you the exact address. Oh, okay, okay. He does remember it after you kind of cut him a little more. Mr. Wallace is involved with demons. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, this is like a whole new section of the make for just with distance. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, okay, okay. After he gives you that, and he kind of he, he's calming down just a little bit, he goes, "Look, man, I I, I don't know if I don't know if he's sending you there next or what, but you you got to be careful, man. The, the the people there, the people that are guarding it, they're they're not right, man. Like they were all right when they started, you know, they were funny and like we kind of joked while we were working, but then they started to get really weird and twitchy, man. And like uh, I, I don't know how to explain it. They just they just changed, you know." Your knowledge is... Oh my god. That's how they're bringing down the stronghold of replacement plan. <laughs> Thank Thank you for letting me know this. I have one last thing to tell you. Really close. Blade against the sword still. Now listen closely. When you get out of here, your clothes are going to be really dirty. <laughs> to fix this, K&N Laundromat Services. Leave a big tip. Okay, I-, I can do that. Remember that. I, I will, I promise. Why do you keep associating our group to these things? He's just tied us to it. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Things. 
But everyone uses it. We have a monopoly. <laughs> Literally everybody. Okay. Uh, and I guess this, you just stride out of there. Yep. Okay. Nice work. All right. Uh, while this was gone, Kenny, you were pushed out of the room, and, and Nim, obviously, you were kind of aware of what was going on, and Lazarus, you watched him walk out of the gate, so <laughs> anything anybody else wants to do before, it's pretty late at night, so I assume, like, you guys aren't too far away from your catch-up meeting, we'll maybe do that last, and then we'll, we'll kind of settle with that. Mm. Uh, anything you guys want to do in the in-between time, real quick, while this was doing that? Anything you thought of? Um... Well, because, like, when Dis started that, you had posed the question of, like, what are you trying to do specifically? And Probably, but I don't know if you would have talked about it too much inside his place. No, but Nim kind of had, like, a side gig that he was going to try. Like, he want, Nim wants to try and learn some magic from other wizards around. Sure. sure. Like, specifically, uh, well, he's seen the glyph of warding, <laughs> so he wants to try and, like... See if he can't copy down, like, a Glyph of Warding spell from one of the other wizards. Uh, one of the other wizards definitely is aware of how to cast the spell. Um, he doesn't have a scroll for it on him, but he indicates that well, he Well, if it's in one. his book, yeah. I can actually copy directly from another wizard's book. Hmm. One sec. <laughs> Let me see if the wizard will let you copy from his book. I can roll persuasion for <laughs> It's not so much down to persuasion, it's down to, like, whether it's even an option for the wizard. Um, he definitely would prefer to give it to you as a scroll, but he offers, because it's his choice not to let you look at the at his wizard book directly, that he's willing to give you the scroll for free, he just needs a couple of days to make it for you. Okay. But yeah, he is, he is willing to give it to you. Okay. We'll definitely do that. Uh, Kenna or Lazarus? Yeah. I'm going to start recording any symbols and pseudonym markings or names of all the merchants, um, companies, or other parts that drop off or do business at the back door. Sure. Sure. Um, we'll let you do a couple of days of that. I mean, I assume you didn't just think of it just now, so to speak. You've probably been doing it the week that you're there. Um, not all of them wear the same insignias, and not all of the names match up, but you do see a fair amount of people that are wearing a pin on their lapel, uh, that has a, the pin itself is a circle, and it's been kind of, um, like, stamped, like, maybe brass stamped or something like that, uh, and it's been stamped with a symbol of the the circle of the pin itself and then there's a square in that and in the square is just a general etching of some sort of squiggly line patterns inside so of it. So it's a circle and then a square and then a squiggle. Which a squiggly lines kind of all inside of it. Almost like if you looked at it close enough it almost seems like a big pile of worms in the middle or something. Like there's yeah. just lines everywhere. Lazarus well, doesn't speak elders. Make an assumption it might be elders. Um is there any, like, any other Those, markings or anything I can identify from people coming? That's the one that stands out to you the most. The rest are a little more random. Those are the, that's the only one that seems to be, like, a steady pattern. It also seems to be on some of the more shady ones. Some of the more legit people just seem to have kind of whatever clothing seems appropriate for the day and the heat of the day and that sort of stuff. Uh, but the, the some of the more shady ones seem to more regularly wear this pin. 
Anything else from Kenna? Um, I think I'm going to tra- change my strategy and try to become friends with the new girls that are coming in before they're like set up with this hierarchy of super attractive to not attractive. Okay, that sounds fair. Uh, just trying to get more information about how they ended up there. Sure, sure, absolutely. And also befriending the women in the kitchen. Okay. Um, so we'll do more with that next yeah. session, but I will say just as a general thing that you've noticed, a lot of them, especially if you get at them within the first like day or two, uh, a lot of their stories are very much the same. There seems to be a general understanding of my parents didn't have enough money to pay off this other thing, and this was a an option given to basically clear the debt. It seems to be the most common story. A couple of them straight up say they were just kidnapped. Okay. Um, but the more common story seems to be they were bought. Okay. Um, you guys obviously will have a chance to get together that night and talk about what Dis uh, discovered, but maybe we'll save that for next session as a good way to kind of recap what you've learned. So we will end there for today. Sounds good. Sounds good. See you guys next time. Wow, what a cliffhanger. I wonder what's going to happen next time. Uh, Seriously, guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening in. Uh, If you liked what you heard, share us with your friends. If you hated what you heard, share us with your enemies. Uh, Seriously, though, like, comment, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll find out what happens to Double Doubles and Dragons next time.